Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast. I am your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. Like to introduce to my co-host, he's a Christian, devoted husband, and father. What's going on, Jason? What's up, man? How you doing? How's everybody doing today? It's great. Uh, I know, yeah, <laughs> great. Oh, yeah, it's having yeah. a gender reveal. <laughs> Yeah, Jason's he? having a baby. Yes, congratulations. Oh, awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, that's, congratulations. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, it's such a Team blessing. Blue, let's go. Such um, a blessing. <laughs> so we have... <laughs> oh, such a blessing. Life is great, dude. It's so good. Hey, kids, dude, honestly, bro, what, kids are definitely a blessing. It changes women, in, bro. It changes, yeah. When they're here... Yeah, <laughs> when they're here, you when they're not here yet. Oh That's yeah, fun, it's hard so. when you when they're young too. But hey, uh, we have a awesome show for you guys today. Enough about us. Uh, we like to introduce our guest, uh, returning guest. Uh, last time we had an excellent show, and I actually had a lot of people hit me up about it. Uh, Dustin, uh, McCarley, how's it going, Correct. Dustin? Good, excellent. Glad <laughs> to be here. I have you down as Dustin Kira's brother. I was like, Dustin, <laughs> no, McCarley. I had to say it right. <laughs> so today we're going to have a, a interesting show uh, on Bigfoot. And, you know, we haven't done a show on that yet. So that's cool. I think uh, I haven't honestly, I have not uh, put a ton and ton of research in on Bigfoot in my lifetime. Um, but when I was a kid, my my mom used to always uh, show us the the you know the sightings and she had like books on it and you know she loved it so dustin my wife and my mom listens so hey shout out to mom nice we love you so hey we'll have dustin kind of go over some stuff and maybe we can connect it to the bible so nephilim whatever we could do mm-hmm. we'll see what's up so go ahead yeah. dustin take the floor brother well i'd kind of like to steal a page of the blurry creatures podcast book and ask each of you what you think bigfoot is just just to see Kind of okay. Well, for me, it's a it's kind of tough, man, because I as I study the sightings, you know, it, it it literally could be, you know, it could be a person in a suit or it could be an actual animal. So I I, I wonder where like, I kind of just look through a lot of stuff on it, and if it is real, I would say, you know, that it could be like an animal or it could just be, you know. You know, the way you can connect it to the Nephilim, you know, you could connect the Bible is, is probably the Raphaim, not the Nephilim, but the Raphaim. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I don't really see the characteristics uh, in the biblically showing that it would be like hairy like that. But hey, there's people that have full on hair on their face and their back and all that. So maybe it is uh, Raphaim, uh, leftover Raphaim. Maybe it's just a creature that is just out there and. Maybe it does have psychic abilities and all this and communicates, you know, where it could see you coming. So that's why it gets out of the way. So, all right. It's kind of, it's a tough one, man. But if it is real, I would say it could be that. But um, Jason, what do you think, bro? Oh man, there's a, there's a lot of different ways you can go. The, uh, the, um, the native Americans, they have their version of it. Uh, yeah. I know there's, I know being from you from being from Canada, Dustin, there's a lot of stuff going on in, through Alberta, through uh, mm-hmm. Alberta, but uh, a lot of stuff by uh, uh, the Rocky Mountains and all the way through there. Yes, there's a lot of sightings through there. Uh, man, I, I I wouldn't know how, how there's 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 versions of in the Bible. Maybe I don't know if it's it's the not Leviathan's the water, but Behemoth. I think uh-huh. there's 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 some things that you can explain, bro. But these are just bigger creatures. They they can still be. 
they in, in the in they still be just bigger men you know you don't know that that there is there's stories of them just being bigger men and there's stories of them running down running down their own their own uh like a buffalo or or a or a deer and stuff like that so i don't know man like it is crazy. I, I know. I know that like bears, when they die, you'll never find their carcasses. So they go. They go deep somewhere. They go die somewhere. Like where you'll never find them. So you'll never find a. You never really find a, a the grizzly bear carcass because it, it'll it'll always find a way to die somewhere where you won't find it. So that's the way. Kind of like I can understand like if 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 it if it's if it's that, you know, extinct almost. I can understand like you're not finding any any dead body parts of it because you never find a dead grizzly bear, bro. Uh, ever like you'll never mm-hmm. find that. It's like it's like very hard to, you know, like one that any, didn't get attacked. You're just talking about one that just yeah, yes, or yes. Yeah, yeah. Even that, even that, dude. Like like they just don't, you just don't see them around, bro. So I, I can understand like you're not finding a dead carcass of it because it could just go deep deep into a mountain whereas you just never and by the time you go find it you'll be like oh that's just i could be anything you know after a while it could be anything on the ground that's been decomposing but yeah you know there's there's a lot of different ways you could go at it you know they're huge they're big they're they're hairy they uh some are most of that i've i've read about are you know they're not really you know they're not really uh big time problems they don't try to kill a lot of people but you know that's what that's what the difference between the giants and 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 this bigfoot thing like excuse me the giants is like like the nephilim and stuff they're, they're they were they were terrorizing people so mm-hmm. who knows what it is it could be a monkey it could be an ape it could be an ape that's that's been in an in americanized ape that's not you know, it's not, you don't really evolve, but you know, you like you, you get used to your surroundings, you know, it's very cold wherever it's at. It's always very cold or, and desolate. And like, if you go like in the, the, the forest up in the forest in California, aren't, they don't compare to the ones of like by, you know, Washington or, or Oregon or where, where, especially in Canada, you're like, man, you know, you can't see like 10 feet in front of you. You're like, you have no idea what's out there. You have no idea what's walking around there. You Especially if you start going way up tides by by spots where no humans ever touch, you'd be like, Whoa, what is this? Whoa, whoa, whoa. okay. I, I could I could believe that. I could totally believe that. I believe yeah. I believe it totally. Yep. So what do you think, Destin? What do you think it is, brother? Well, see, I don't really have a like dead set hundred percent opinion. I have ideas that I like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> based on, you know, just looking at the different stories talking to different people that I know that have had experiences with what they think is probably a Bigfoot or something along those lines. You know, there's kind of a lot of different names for it. And the names is kind of where I've been looking into more recently. I, I haven't looked into Bigfoot like extensively for like my whole life or anything, but in the last year I've been kind of looking into it a bit more. And then I'd say the last, well, the last few months, uh, me and my uh, cousins and brother-in-law have been kind of doing, you know, expeditions, so to say. Oh, <laughs> just, wow. Okay. Just going cool. out as yeah. remote as is kind of easy for us to do on a weekend. Yeah. And just kind of seeing what we can see, going to places where it's like people have claimed that they've seen stuff and just kind of looking around and, you know, hanging out and having fun is kind of the the point yeah. of it. But it's, you know, if we've seen something along the way, obviously that would be yeah. pretty exciting. But anyways, with the names and stuff, there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of native tribes that refer to them as, um, well, 
pull up some notes here because I don't want to get that wrong, actually. Okay, no problem. But they'll refer to them as as wild men or hairy man or bad person or like rejected man these are translations in english obviously of the of the native words i can't attempt those <laughs> but, the, uh, <laughs> but i find it interesting that that they have these names for them so you know you hear the names and you kind of go okay well that makes sense right like they're going to refer to it as just a big you know hairy man that lives in the woods or a wild man that lives in the woods or etc cetera, etc cetera, which makes sense because that's kind of what it is just by looking at it and not knowing anything about it and obviously every documentary or anything that anything that's done by like a university or whatever talking to the native tribes people always puts it as this is how they see it you know we don't believe this this is totally their opinion because they're so much you know they're so spiritual in that way the native tribes that everything around that whole Bigfoot, wild man kind of realm is all just evil spirits and like danger, danger, stay away. They're always trying to get away from them. It's always bad. There's a seems to be some type of danger that like it's hard to track down, but it almost sounds like they had this. Well, there's a term called Wendigo. I'm sure you guys have probably heard of that before. And I think somehow that this perhaps could tie into that because the whole thing around Wendigo is someone would be, you know, in a, in a bad state and an evil spirit called a Wendigo would come upon them and usually force them into cannibalism and supernatural powers. So if the tribes people suspected somebody of being a Wendigo or affected by one, they would kick them out of the tribe to live as a wild man. This is what they said. So I find that interesting because it's like, well, what else do they call a wild man or a a Bigfoot? I'm not saying that, you know, you kick somebody out of the tribe, then they're forced to go live out in the wilds, perhaps affected by evil spirits. Now they're becoming a wild man or quote unquote Bigfoot. But, you know, it's just kind of interesting, the choice of words on that. Yeah. Especially when you have, uh, um, who was it? I was listening to someone. I was going to say, God did that to Nebuchadnezzar, you know, he, yeah, exactly. he not yeah. to be a, you know, a beast amongst the, and he did, he grew hair and he was, was, was eating and living as like he was be an animal, you know? So who knows that maybe that's where Wolfman came from. Maybe that's where, you know, like a, like a, like a werewolf or something like that came from. Mm-hmm. But, but these, these things are saying that these things were like the, I, the, the American Indians and Native Americans are around here. I kind of like, I look at them and like, okay, these guys aren't like lying about it. They're going to say, Ooh, this is the boogeyman. Like they, this is what it was. No, it's very serious for them too. Like, yeah, it's not very serious. Joke. Yeah. It's not a joke. It's like, you're going to go there and be like, Oh, this is not, they really fear these things. Like, Hey man, these things are out there, dude. Like they're not. And they, yeah, like you said, they call them, it has to do with like mostly negative, you know, wild man, hairy man. Yeah. Like the, like the devil, like the devil, some, well, it sounded like it almost sounded there. like the the wild men that they send out that that with the Wendigo, like it's, it's like they got possessed by a spirit, you know. And yeah, it almost sounds like that. So, um, there's an old story that, about a guy that uh, he an Indian uh, Native American that went out and he I don't know I don't know if it's it's the same thing that he's talking about, but it over it, something overcame him and he became a cannibal and ate himself. That's when he started getting all these powers. And then and that's what, like, it was a story of that's how, that's how those, those things started. Like, 
in a culture. I, I don't. I forgot where it's at. It's like by the, I think the Ken, Kenny, Ken, Kenyan River or something, or or lake or something like that. I can't remember. What it's called like Kenugi, or Ken, it's somewhere in 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 Canada. It's it starts oh. with a K. It's like Kenug or something like that. It's a quick, but they had like stories about that stuff. I was I was doing a lot of research too. What's crazy saw, is we just had a Enoch on the show and he was talking about like like Baal and Mol or. Sorry, when they were when they were uh, <clears throat> when they were uh, sacrificing the children to Moloch, the people were cannibalizing, eating the fetuses of the babies, right? Mm. And he was saying that maybe that's what caused the the Raphaim. It was really interesting take. So, what you're talking about with the when Dango, like maybe like it it maybe the spirit gets into the person and the person starts eating, being cannibalistic, and it maybe does turn them like wild. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> It just well, sounds like pretty pretty crazy, but hey, I mean, who knows? And there's like there's two there's two schools of thought on the whole Wendigo thing. One is that like the Wendigo kind of could seize you in a moment of your own weakness to possess you, and then the other is that someone who perhaps cannibalized or did these terrible acts would attract a Wendigo to them. And either way, they didn't want anything to do with you. If you did one of those, or specifically that act, cannibalism, they were they feared the Wendigo, and they would cast you out. Like the whole, they were all shun you. You were you were done. Wow. But the more that you, the more that you look into that, it's just you can't help but but wonder why they're you're being cast out to live as a wild man, when that's what they call you know Sasquatch, yeah. and the two stories that have stuck with me the most regarding Wendigo was one um actually it's the first uh I think the first legal hanging that ever happened in Alberta was a um, guy who was working for the Hudson's Bay company uh, a native man I think his name was Swift Runner or some Swift Runner I'm pretty sure and he had devoured his family out in the out in the woods and came to this Hudson's Bay company fort telling them oh you know his family had died. They'd all starved to death. So they sent out a group to go investigate and they go, you know, we they found bones that were cracked open and the marrow taken out. They found, uh, I think it was a pot of human fat was stored like to be used for later. And so they figured, no, this guy, like you, he did something. So they went back, they put him on trial. I think it lasted about 20 minutes and he ended up confessing to it. But he claimed that he'd been possessed by Wendigo beforehand. And they thought, well, either way, like we're, we're hanging this guy because they didn't want anything to do with it. So from, if you believe his, he was possessed first, perhaps he was prone to it and then did the act, or he's just, you know, using that as a cover up for, for whatever. But they did point out that his camp was something like a mile and a half away from the fort. So there was never a point in time where he would have starved so badly that he, they couldn't have gone to the fort for help. He worked for them. They would have helped him. So there was really no reason for him to do any of that. And it, it, the whole thing is kind of weird. And then one of the other ones, it happened in Alberta as well, I believe. And I think this was in the, so the 1920s or 30s. It was right after World War I anyways. It was a British doctor. Uh, and this one is more of a legend. The last one is, you know, like you can actually look up the records and like there's an mm. official docket and all that. But this British doctor who had served in World War I came to Canada and was sent to a small town of like 50, 60 people. They had some outbreak of um, some fever that was killing a bunch of people and something like half the population died. And the doctor just was at his wits end with the, with the whole ordeal and ended up his wife got sick and passed away from the same fever. 
and he locked himself in his house. And it was two or three days before they could even get into the house. And the people that got into the house, because they're like, you know, hey, you need to keep on helping us here. Like, this is your job. Come on. They broke into his house and the doctor had consumed the body of his wife and was living like a crazy man in the corner, like obviously had lost his mind. He attacked the people that found him, hurt them badly, allegedly ripping the arm off of one guy, which just, you know, how could a human just just do that naturally? So anyways, they all left because they well, they couldn't stop him. The people that remained in the town were found afterwards, all murdered in their homes and yes. their bodies partly consumed. And the natives in the area, again, said, well, it was the doctor. You guys should have dealt with him because he was possessed by Wendigo. It got him in his sadness for his wife dying and took took him over and killed wow. everyone that remained in the town. Interesting. Jeez. Which... You know, it's kind of the two because the doctor, perhaps, you know, a good, good person, you could say, trying to there, trying to help. Then in his moment of weakness, coupled with his frustration of not being able to to stop this, you know, an evil spirit sees an opportunity and, and gets him. Whereas you have the other man who, you know, perhaps had invited it in himself with his own kind of wickedness, yeah. you could say. Yeah. Which I think yeah. is sort of, you know, if I'm. I'm probably reaching pretty hard if, if I want to tie it to that. But if you're trying to tie that to the Bible, I would say that's the more biblical way, right? Is someone trying to intentionally corrupt themselves in the service of evil, you know, to either attract or gain, whether knowingly or unknowingly, you know, attention from, from evil spirits, which I do think happens. But I think there's something about, there's something about that, that they talk about this and that they, they know that it occurs and they were aware of it. And they had a whole game plan around if it happened, how to deal with it. Wow. Interesting, dude. So we have that side of it. And then uh, they say there's been over 10,000 reported Bigfoot sightings in, in uh, the continental United States. Oh, dude, it's uh, everywhere. <laughs> with, with reports from every state, except the Island of Hawaii. One third of all claims of Bigfoot signs are located in the Pacific Northwest, which Jason was talking about. With the remaining reports spread throughout the North America, most reports are considered mistakes or hoaxes, even by the researchers. That's what they say. You know they're going to say that Smithsonian they hide mm-hmm. giant bones. You're gonna if, if even if they did find Bigfoot bones, and Smithsonian came in and they would, they would hide that as well anyway. You know so. Well, and one thing I've thought too is like, how could you <clears throat> honestly tell the difference between giant bones or Bigfoot bones? Yeah, exactly. Yep. You know, like when we've when we've seen like the, the footage from like lots of countries in South America where you can see the photos of the of the giant skeletons where they don't just hide them and you can even go see them. And you're going, Wow, there's a you know, there's a nine foot skeleton. It's like what's that? Like you know, we something big. <laughs> true. Yeah, dude, true. So um <clears throat> dang, bro, interesting stuff. So well, like, when did it start, bro? Like, when, besides the Native Americans, let's see, like, it was it 1958, I think, something like that? Is that when the first, like, uh, Bigfoot sightings started coming out, like, like in America? So or what, what They you... started to refer to them more as Bigfoot or Sasquatch sightings. Sasquatch, I think, is a, is a name that comes from a tribe in southern BC. They gave them that name. And I don't remember what it actually translates to, but... It would be a similar meaning to all the other words that that I gave you before there. But the uh, the Nakani or wild man or hairy man uh, sightings have have been happening 
ever since people have been recording them uh, coming to coming to the Americas. Some of the earlier stories are in the in the 1700s, uh, lots from like the late 1800s when a lot of people started going like up into the Yukon and the Northwest Territories looking for gold. Uh, there's one particular valley uh, called the Nahani Valley, and it's got a whole portion of it that's referred to as the Headless Valley now because of all the corpses of miners that are found decapitated in that area. And that started in like the 1880s when they started finding just decapitated miners. There was a brother who had gone there with a group of people. They found a whole bunch of gold. They were super excited. The native tribes told them, do not like, do not be there. Do not be there at night. There's evil spirits out there. You guys don't want to be out there. You should, you should leave. But of course, you know, they didn't believe them and they found gold. So why would they leave? So they sent one of the party back to go talk to the other man's brother and get the rest of his family to come out because they wanted to kick off a big operation. And they said they would send word when they had found a good enough spot. So don't come out until we've gotten a hold of you. And of course, you know, they didn't have cell phones or anything like that time. It it was hard to communicate. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So they go, uh, they wait a year. They don't receive any word. They wait another year and they get worried enough that they figured they should go check. So they go up the river. They talk to the tribes people who knew the area where those guys had went to. They were again warned to not, to not go there. They traveled up the river until they found a small camp on the, on the side of this headless Valley. There they found the, three decapitated miners and further off in the woods, they found the last one and their cabin had been burned and their heads like ripped off is what it appeared. Jeez. So nobody wanted to mine there after hearing that type of story it got published in newspapers at the time. It was kind of a big deal that, uh, yeah. And then it started becoming called headless Valley because you found four headless people there. I think it was like five or six years later, another group went in and basically the same story happened. That same story has happened in that valley, like something like eight times between 1880. And I think the last time was in the 1920s or 30s. And every single one of the murders has had the RCMP show up or the Mounties do an investigation and say none of them are linked. It's all just you know, acts of nature, it was bears or something, you know, but why is a bear killing someone, taking their head off, never finding the head and then just leaving it, you know, it just, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And the natives in the area, of course said, well, they were consumed by evil spirits. They trespassed on the land and they sent the wild men after them and they killed them. And that's what they do. They decapitate you to show you you're not welcome here. Stay away. So it's kind of a, You know, and that's the thing that I find so interesting with the like Bigfoot sighting stories is like Bigfoot isn't isn't some big mass murderer running around in the woods, like killing people. Right. Like people are are afraid of it when they when they see it typically because, you know, it's it's frightening. What is it? But there's even stories of, you know, of people being lost in the woods and a Bigfoot shows up and sort of guides them back to where they need to go, you know, shows that it's you know, capable of like empathy or, you know, some type of reasoning or it, it just doesn't do necessarily what you would expect. Yeah. So I find that interesting, especially if you're thinking of it 
in the idea of oh this is a person or it was a person at one time and now it's something else something between you know maybe a piece of that humanity is is, is stuck there and and you could see some some of that poke through i don't know but I know there was one tribe in particular, uh, someone from a university interviewed them in the 1950s, and they believed that the, the, Nahani, the Nakani, the wild men, were uh, a hybrid of a human spirit and what happens when you're just allowed to live wild. And they, say, they said this, that this is what their medicine men had taught them was when the people went out and did that, that's what would, that's what would happen. Now, they didn't say that they cast the people out to, to be that way. And I believe they were asked about Wendigo in that, in that paper, but they had a sort of different idea on it altogether. But it's also kind of hard to get any, like lots of them have different ways of, of looking at a thing. They'll have different words for the same thing. So it's kind of it's hard to get, to get all that through, which is kind of what I've been doing the last while is, is digging through all the different different accounts from different tribes and sort of juxtaposing yeah, them together and seeing what makes sense. Yeah, because they don't have a, an agenda. You know, the, the the Native Americans when they speak about this, that's that's why it's no. it's good to go back to that. And you know, some people will have this agenda to maybe make money off a of sighting or whatever. You know, like these people don't have an agenda and they're 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 just telling you what they've learned throughout the years, right? So, I think that's interesting and that's a good way to go about it. What, what about paranormally? Like, uh, do you, do you like, have you studied anything like where they, where they can like basically read your mind or. So yes. Now there's a lot of accounts where when people have been feeling like they're being attacked by Bigfoot, they, they know typically the people that kind of push those types of encounters, they know kind of what they're like. They already believe in Bigfoot, right? They're, afraid of it but not so afraid of it that they're not willing to like go out and like mess with them <laughs> you know what i mean so mm-hmm. it's when they say that it's when they have an encounter that feels aggressive that there's such an overwhelming fear that it almost feels like some type of evil force is assaulting your mind and it's more like a battle of your will against theirs than it is anything else um there's also people who have said that they've had thoughts put into their minds of just an image of something like of their home or they should leave or something like that, where they say, you know, that's just, I've never had a thought like that before. I don't know if it's just my mind playing tricks on me, but I feel like it just beamed into my head. You know, you need to leave and be clear of this place, which is interesting too, because the, the whole Wendigo behavior is very similar. It's, someone in a dark place all of a sudden it inserts ideas into their head that aren't that aren't necessarily them but it kind of coaxes them towards just to see what will happen often it gets people in their dreams so even if they had um, if someone brought forward that they were having dreams about cannibalism or murder uh, they would be terrified because they thought you know a wendigo is assaulting our camp like it could be it could be getting anyone at any time and for whatever reason they thought that water would save them from those types of things. So if there was some type of spiritual encounter along, along those lines, uh, be it with Wendigo or, or with the Bigfoot, they would try and get onto an island or something in the middle of a lake, and then they felt safe. Well, if you think about demons, you know, they, they, the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim, they, they drown in the flood. So 
they don't seem to like water. So maybe that was a good idea, you know? Something to sort of scare them. Like the pigs, the pigs that they, that the demon Jason talked about this before the pigs that they went into, they ended up going into the water, but you know, that like they're scared to go in the water, you know? So, I mean, if you died in the flood, obviously you don't want to get flooded and yeah, that could, that could, there could be something to that, you know? Yeah. I know the, the thing that mostly happens in any of the encounter things that I've heard of is, um, they throw stuff kind of at you or they'll make sounds to, you know, whistling, hooting, kind of maybe sounding like laughing or screaming or crying sounds to try and frighten you off or to communicate with each other. I don't know. But uh, I know there was one story, for instance, this was near ish where, where I live. There was a guy came into the store where my cousin works and he told her, you know, do you guys have, do you have Bigfoot kind of stuff going on around here? Do you have paranormal things? Uh, this was right at the beginning of hunting season in the area. And we get a lot of people that travel here for hunting. So it's not uncommon for people to be here just for that and not know anyone. And she told him, well, you know, there's lots of stories kind of of it. But he said, well, he's like, I packed up my camp last night. He's like, I'm going home because something came up to my, my tent in the middle of nowhere and started throwing rocks and sticks at my tent. And he was so terrified that, that he just left. I'd love to find out who that guy is and talk to <laughs> talk to him about it and figure out where that was. But yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've heard that, that they throw things and stuff like that to, to scare you away. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess this guy said that he, um, he, he had some recordings, like they're called the Sierra sounds out in Sierra Nevada. Uh, yes. yep. And it's like, a, they said it's definitely not a language it's not a language that's uh, human in origin and it cannot have been faked. So yeah, they said that they basically um, recorded the Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Yeah. They had a linguist like look into that and give that opinion. Like it's an official it's yeah, it's official. (laughs) Scott, Scott Nelson was the Navy cryptologic linguistic that they looked into it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I guess it's official, but I mean, they they still don't know if it was a Bigfoot or something else, you know? interesting um yeah so i mean as far as like the sightings is there any sightings that you saw that you're like dude this looks like legit so (laughs) i i haven't personally had any bigfoot experiences (laughs) i i kind of don't want to but i'd also like to you know what i mean like i have a healthy enough fear of it uh especially because i would lean more towards it's some type of spiritual thing that's probably not great and i'm not looking you know to have like dealings with that and on purpose you know if we go out in the woods and you see one or whatever that that's a thing but i'm not gonna go and try and necessarily entice one in but i have had and i i don't think to be honest that you can kind of choose if to have a bigfoot encounter (laughs) i think they sort of just show up and you either see them or you don't you know it's like I live in the middle of like country where there's lots of mountain lions too. I've seen two mountain lions in my entire life. Like that's yeah, it. Seen, and they're here and there's I've way seen, more of those than there is Bigfoots. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've seen one in my entire life too. Um, so, but I'm not living in Canada. <laughs> so that's even more crazy. Uh, is there any video evidence that you've seen that you, you that you thought was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good. See the video evidence is tough because it's like, you see a video and you're just like, well, it's either Bigfoot or it's a fake, you know, there's no in between. Yeah, like there's there's no in between. There is a guy uh, on YouTube, uh, Todd Standing is his name. I think his channel's like Sylvanic Bigfoot or something like that. 
he has a, a two hour documentary that's, you know, if there's if that if there's Bigfoot footage, he's the one that has it. If it's mm. legitimate, it he's the one that has it. He I guess to go to that one to check it out. Yeah, he goes out for weeks at a time and lives lives in the woods down by uh, Nordegg in Alberta and other areas. But he he has, I think, I want to say six or seven videos of like close, you know, zooming in with a 20 times zoom camera, but like close up of of face kind of looking off into the woods. And usually what has happened is he's sort of led them off like he's leaving the area particularly after either they've thrown something at him or something like that. And then he'll hole up under a spruce tree or something in a ghillie suit and hide in the snow and just not move and just hope that they, <laughs> they kind of get close enough looking for him and just don't notice. And that seems to, you know, if his footage is, is legitimate, which, yeah. you know, it, it could be, I'm not saying it, it really is or isn't like, I kind of like to talk to the guy personally just to, just to see. Yeah. But, um, but his his would be his would be the most legitimate, I, I think. And watching that footage, I I've watched that personally, and I just go, you know, everyone's got to make a decision when they watch those videos what it is. But I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I think it's probably a bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what you got to do, you know. And and uh, yeah, blurry creatures is a good podcast to listen to. Um, there's a lot out there that actually um, that that. Uh, is there any suggestions you have on that? Uh, blurry creatures would be the best one, I would say um i mean it's they say it at the start of every single podcast is you know what do you think bigfoot is um but like more specifically just to get like information on on, on tracking down bigfoot and looking for them would definitely be uh todd standing that that sylvanic um bigfoot youtube channel that'd be the best one um there's a guy also if you're just interested in the stories of you know wendigo uh evil spirits that kind of thing there's a guy on youtube who was a canadian journalist i think writer for a magazine or something and he just does youtube videos now of kind of paranormal activity and and talks about it uh hammerson peters is the youtube channel name and that's super interesting you know he's got a really good voice for reading stories and you can kind of just turn that on and 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 listen listen. to that and it's Uh, shout out to cryptid warfare podcast too that's another one that's uh, Mm -hmm. that's a good one yeah they, they, they do a good job too um they're gonna be on uh we're gonna get together in december but yeah man um this is a pretty cool show so far i mean any anything else you want to add to that to it well there was the people that i go out with have had like they're they're 100 convinced that that bigfoot is out there uh my cousin in particular has had some encounters and i believe i believe he's telling the truth where um uh, where he's he's seen something unnatural and he thinks it was a bigfoot uh, the first one being, I think he said he was, he was 13. He was with one of his other cousins. This was a while ago, but, uh, and keep in mind where we live is, is very, is very remote. You know, we're a 30 minute drive from the nearest town, which is small ish, you know, like 15,000 people or less. That's a half hour drive away. Um, uh, there's lots of places to go in the woods where you are extremely remote. You know, you ride a quad or something, you're 15, 20 kilometers from the closest house, like in, in not very long of time so even just on the woods on his property like where well, where his parents was at the time it was pretty remote if you get out in the woods so him and his him and his cousin had a sort of a little trap line that they would travel to places so they didn't have to you know get their parents to drop them off or anything to go visiting 
as <laughs> as the roads where it was quite a bit of a go around where it was it was like two kilometers if they just uh if they just walked through the woods so he said they had brought all their stuff out there in a side-by-side -side, all these tools to build this fort and that's what they were going to play in so he said they heard these sounds kind of while they were unloading stuff and he just goes that's just that's just not that's just not normal sounds so he turns and he sees this thing standing by this tree looking at them it notices that they see it they both start to kind of freak out like they're not having they're not having fun seeing this it turns around steps over a bunch of deadfall several times and walks away and at that point he immediately goes it's not a moose or a bear like nothing a bear especially could not walk on two hind legs like that it, it it's it's definitely something else so they leave the area because they're they're afraid and they come back later to try and see kind of what was what was going on and they found a bunch of tracks now interestingly enough my cousin had a really not very good flip phone at the time and he took a bunch of pictures of the tracks showed them to his dad who is a lifelong avid hunter and he goes i don't know what those are it's like those are not like those are not anything i've ever seen before immediately afterwards the phone stops working it won't turn on now <laughs> this is a thing i know right but this is a thing that's like i've heard from several different people where they have an encounter they take a video they have pictures of tracks or something along those lines and then the phone just quits working. Um, there was another guy that was a good friend of uh, this same cousin. They were out in the bush by this helicopter crash site. So there was some, some forest workers that crashed a helicopter like 15-ish, 20 years ago in the area. And I think there was four people that were killed. And it's quite remote. It's down some uh, like oil field kind of logging roads where there's no traffic besides for that work. And they've set up this memorial for it there. So they traveled out there to see this. They were looking for elk to go, uh, to go at the start of bow hunting season. So they get out there and, uh, and he bugles and he doesn't hear anything, anything back. And he's like, oh, okay, well, we'll keep going down. We'll see what's here. They go, man, it's like really quiet in here. Like there's no birds, nothing like just dead quiet, like eerie quiet. So he bugles again, doesn't hear anything. Then they start to hear something kind of like crashing and smashing through the woods. And he goes, oh, it must be a moose. You know, we've kind of freaked out this moose. It's, it's, it's standing still. It's kind of watching us. So him and his friend kind of separate sort of to get kind of different angles on this thing. And my cousin hears the sound again. He runs over to where his friend is. And his friend is just looks like he's seen, you know, a dead body. My cousin looks over to where he's looking and he sees something kind of dart around a tree and run away. Now, allegedly, his friend got a video in his shaking scaredness <laughs> of a Bigfoot with its hands on a tree, peering its face around, looking at them. And then when he kind of realized they were both sort of circling around and had definitely been seen, it just turned around and ran away. And he said there was no, absolutely no hope they could keep up with it. You know, it was like nine feet tall, taking massive steps. Wow. <clears throat> Interesting. But again, he took a video and immediately afterwards, his phone quit working, just wow. stopped working. <laughs> so I don't know if it's something to do 
like well, I don't know why the phones always quit working. It seems really convenient, but <laughs> it does kind of seem to be a thing. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. So like there'd be like the Yeti, the abominable snowman. That's that's like more in like the Himalayan mountain range. Uh, there's just a couple different words for them. Um, so another one is called a skunk ape. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Yep. But it's more like in the swampy areas, uh, like uh, Florida area, stuff like that. So if you guys want to look into that, um, uh, also you said, um, what, what was the, the word they used? Wild man, right? They used that. That's that's in Europe and also the bad man. Um, and there's also a, um, a boggy creek monster, which is like a swamp stalker. It's kind of the same ape-like creature. Um, you know, that way, if you guys want to look into this, you know, as, as viewers, if you want to check into it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, dude. So you have you have people that actually had firsthand accounts of it, dude, which is interesting. The 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 ones that I watched, that's it. It's just like you know, there's one in the '70s, which is like the famous one. Yeah, where um, it's kind of walking. Yeah. So there's and then there's like one where there's a there's a newer one where there's like one walking with its uh with it's a like kid or something or like a smaller one mm, yeah it's pretty interesting but yeah there's a lot of interesting stuff out there on it you know i'm honestly i'm not like uh really big on on researching this yet you know i um i, I was in vegas for like six days or five nice. days so i didn't get to like crush it on the research but i got to like check into it a little bit you know today and and uh i've, I've looked into it I definitely, we, we definitely, you know, we can go crazy on a, a episode on the Nephilim, the Raphaim and stuff like that. But as far as the cryptid stuff, I haven't really got into it yet, even though there's a lot of my friends have podcasts on it already. So I'm glad that you were able to come on and, 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 and explain this, you know, some of this stuff to us and open our audience up to it. And um, like I said, shout out to, uh, you know, blurry creatures podcast, which is, they're doing great. They have a lot of good guests on and, and uh, also um, cryptid warfare uh as well and if i'm missing anybody else that talks about cryptids at all i'm sorry <laughs> much love to you too if i miss you i'm sorry <laughs> but um uh jason any any words bro anything you want to add dude because i know you're you oh, no, I'm just, i was just listening but I'm, I, it's just who knows what it is man who knows what it is it's one of those things you can't explain yep it's interesting. So, all right. Well, Dustin, any, any, we're coming up on like, you know, almost an hour. So, I mean, any, any last words, anything you want to add? Um, if you like any of that kind of stuff, look up Hammerson Peters, look up the Sylvanic YouTube channel, Todd standing. That's where that's all the best information that you can get on it. You know, it's, those are the stories about it from Hammerson Peters. If you want to hear about it going all the way back, like impeccably researched, and Todd standing is just uh you can just put that on and just watch a guy, you know, out in the bush, you know, pretty scared <laughs> at times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, okay. Yeah. Check all that out guys. And definitely uh, we appreciate Dustin coming on and, and uh, sharing it with us. Any last words, Jason, before we get off? Oh, God bless everybody, man. And uh, sit tight, man. A lot, a lot of stuff's going around right now. So keep keep everybody in your prayers. Yes. Keep us all in your prayers. You know, we, we all go through spiritual battles. Keep Dustin in your, in in his, in your prayers, keep Jason, me, and we'll we'll also keep you guys as well. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I've, um, you know, there's a lot of rumors of wars and craziness happening and, and as we all know, you know, but, um, you know, if you guys want to check into the, the, the channels that Dustin talked about and, and also uh, the podcast that we mentioned, you know, check into it and, You'll see some interesting stuff. Shout out to mom. We know you that you like this kind of stuff, mom. So 
Uh, my, my mom's the one that introduced me to Blurry Creatures Podcast, so I think, thank you for that. Um, and everybody that's listening, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we are, uh, we just want to thank you guys for, you know, always tuning in and, uh, we, we love all you guys. And, and I had a lot of people that had, um, sent me, uh, you know, what that were number two podcasts for their, them listening, you know, number one, number three and all that stuff. We appreciate all that stuff. You know, we don't do it for that, but you know, it really is. It's nice. Thank you for sending that to us. And thank you for keeping us in mind whenever you're about to listen to podcasts. So, all right, let's uh let's go ahead and end this in prayer. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we appreciate everything you do for us. Thank you, Lord, for um giving me a little vacation time, letting me kind of uh, reset with my job and everything. And uh thank you so much for blessing us with um you know this podcast, this show with all the listeners and hopefully uh we're we're doing the right thing for you, Lord, when hopefully we're bringing more people to the Bible and bringing more people to you, getting more people saved. You know, hopefully you are through us, actually, uh, we know we're just vessels uh, trying to do our best. Uh, thank you for introducing us to Dustin. Thank you, Kira. We appreciate uh, that connection, uh, Lord, because uh, Dustin's come on a few times, and and uh, we always have a really good discussion, you know. And uh, Lord, we're talking about stuff that could be uh, myths, could be legends, could be you know real, you know, whatever it is. If it, if it, you know, we know we know that there's the Nephilim in the Bible, you know, we we know that there's um, you know the giants, and and we're just trying to. You know, just trying to go over stuff and, and, and kind of have a good time with it, Lord. So we appreciate you giving us this time. So thank you, Lord, for everything you do. We appreciate you in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. All right. Amen. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate you guys for listening. Please share the podcast. Uh, give us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify. It's really helping us. Uh, I could see that there's, I think we have like 110 reviews now on um, on Apple. Thank you for um, Conspiracy Cult, uh, all, all the people you sent over to to give us reviews, you know, once I was on your show. Thank you so much for that. And uh, we love you guys so much. And please share the show, like we said, and God bless you.